We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I'm joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, how you doing? Doing well on this Monday. I am super excited for this week. It's it's going to be a grind. We'll find out where we're at. Uh, big week. Big big week. Fun week, hopefully, as well. You get to play the Tigers, who Angels are beating bad teams, which is you know the start of a good team is when you can beat those bad teams consistently. Angels did a very good job of doing that against the Pirates and the Yankees and the Yankees. The Yankees aren't the best of teams right now. You look at Look at what they're throwing out there and what they uh, what the Angels got to face against the Yankees. And uh, it makes sense why they why they went out there and uh, kind of handed it to the Yankees, which was pretty cool. Fun to see, but we're not going to talk about the Yankees series too much. Um, Pirates series, Angels took two of three. I don't want to say probably should have swept because, I mean, with the offense the Angels are throwing out there, it's, it's tough. Um, however, however, Nate, Andrew Velasquez, he hit a home run for you. He pointed at you as well. Rounding yeah. third, and I, I know you're yeah. at the game, standing up and oh, yeah. applauding him as he rounded the of bases. Course. Yeah, no, even I'm a blind kidding. squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. Um, it's impressive. No, and, uh... Uh, <laughs> jokes aside, jokes. I know, I know you are not the biggest Andrew Velasquez fan. That's fine. Um, however, Angels playing some good baseball right now, good enough to put them in the conversation of maybe buying. Right. It's, I mean, maybe buying and, and the way that I think you have to go about this is I don't think you're in full buy mode yet. And this is what I think is actually going to happen here. You, you're probably going to take the Tigers series two or three or sweep them. I think it's three game set. And then you go to Toronto. Yeah. And Toronto's tough. Toronto's a tough series. That's a team you have to get over if you think you're going to be a playoff team. And I think that. I think that series, if the Angels be win, win the Tigers series and they go in there and um, they look good against Toronto, I think there's a legitimate chance of, of, of the Angels buying there. Um, you got to win the Blue Jays series. What is it, three-game set? Four-game yeah. set. Three-game set, yeah. Yeah, you need to go in there and and not just compete, but you need to go win. Like We've said it a lot, like the Angels have competed against good teams. You know, They just haven't been able to beat good teams they need to go in there and beat a good team and show that you know they would be able to do this you know in most you know in in, in an actual playoff series um 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. It's a big series, too, uh, for tiebreakers. There's no 163. Um that, that's why the Yankee series was so big because they have to jump the Yankees yeah. and they now own the tiebreaker against the Yankees, which is awesome because the Angels typically handle the Yankees. But um, the Blue Jay series is big. They lost two out of three at home. Um, some some yeah. runs were put up in that series. A lot of runs put up in that series. But um, Angels got to take at least two out of three to, to stay in that tiebreaker with the Blue Jays. If they lose two out of three, that just makes it that much harder. You, you're basically playing from one behind wherever you're at right now. So if that series were to end and you're four back, you're really five back because you can't tie with Toronto. So that is a, a big series with some bigger playoffs, things at stake than people realize, I think. And a possibility of Shohei Otani's last start, and we'll kind of get into that here shortly. Um, with that being said, let's go back to the, the Pirates series. You want to take anything away from that? I mean, it's not a bad team. You beat Mitch Keller, which is an ace, Nate, by the way. Don't tell me he's not it's an a, ace pitching well. That's a loose. That, that He's not an ace on probably 28 teams. In the he's a one? Majors. Can we say he's a one? He's a... <laughs> he's a good two? If they called up their number one overall pick, he would not be the one on that team. <laughs> Who's, hang on, who is that? Who are you talking about? 
If they called up the kid, they took one overall. Oh, he's oh, yeah. not the number yes. one on that team. I blanked on that one. I was I yeah. went back a year and I was like, wait, who? Tremar Johnson? You're like, like what? Tremar yeah. Johnson? Yeah, That's no, fair. Paul Skeens would be the number one on that team if he got called up um, tomorrow. So yeah, it's great you beat a, a pitcher who's pitched well an all star, but like, not an ace, not an ace. If if he was, you know, he, he's pitched well this year though. So like, good win. Um, it is funny how the Angels really score a lot of runs for Tyler Anderson. It's funny. It's <laughs> I was like they're like about that as I was watching the game too. Yeah. I watch Anderson pitch. Anderson every pitched time, well. He every pitched time well. he pitches, we gotta score. We gotta score seven. Like that's it, it's literally like the mindset they go into the game with is Tyler Sean today. All right, seven runs gives gives us a chance. <laughs> he pitched. I thought he pitched well though. He he stayed out. He did what he needed to do, which is stay out of the middle of the plate. Um, if, if you're throwing, you know, 88 to 91, you got to stay out of the middle of the plate. He kept the change up down. Um, so I, I thought he pitched well. Um, but yes, I, I, I was thinking about that. I was like, you know, the angels score a lot of runs for, uh, for Tyler Anderson. They don't score a lot of runs for, uh, Shohei Otani. Um, in fact, like you see, I feel like you see bad lineups for Shohei Otani when he pitches. Nevin, Nevin talked about that earlier in the year when he was like, Hey, um, would we like to give guys an off day when Shohei pitches? Yeah, because we we still have a shot to win if Shohei pitches and we and we give Rendon and Trout off days, but yeah. we don't have a chance to win if we're giving off days when other guys are pitching. So yep. he didn't he didn't name names, but I think we can <laughs> fill in the blanks there. Yeah, no, I, I, it's absolutely, and then I, that's kind of a bad mindset to come into games with. However, it's working. Angels are uh, two games above five hundred right now at the hundred game mark. Um, let's, let's move on to this Tigers series real quick before we dive into what we actually want to dive into. Um, angels need to sweep. I think it's kind of like plain and simple as that. You got to go into Detroit and you got to have the mindset that you're going to sweep and you're going to play good fundamental baseball and you cannot let one thing that goes bad, you know, be the end all of that game. You need to be able to compete. You need to be able to show that you can come back. Um, and you need, you need to beat a bad team. You need to sweep a bad team. I think you need to, if you think you're competing and you think that you're going to go in and buy at the, at the deadline, you need to go and sweep this Detroit Tigers team. So, um, Nate, I don't know if you have anything else on, on that side of stuff. I don't even know if you want to break down the Tigers series. I think they're going to, I think, I think you're going to see some good pitching. Um, really like, good pitching. They they ran into pitching. a they ran into a tough tough matchup. They're going to start with Eduardo Rodriguez, who yep. has pitched well this year uh, from the left side, which again I think I think doesn't help the Angels with some of the platoon matchups they're running out there. You might not see Moniac. Uh, Trey Cabbage has been swinging the bat a little bit. He's left handed, so you probably you might not see him. Yep. Uh, th- there are some things that Thice has been swinging at it pretty well as as well. At least he's hitting the ball hard. It, it might not be falling, but he's hitting the ball hard. Yep. Um, so, so like things like that, where you might not see some of those guys. Rengifo swings a little bit better from the right side, typically. So you you should see Rengifo if if things go right. Um, hope that Neto's back and healthy. Yeah, that's that's a big key. If if Neto's back, it it really helps helps that lineup. If yeah. if he's not back, that's going to be tough because honestly, like as weird as it sounds, like the way that things have been working. I know Shohei Otani has been the best hitter, but when Neto goes, that lineup goes like no matter how bad that lineup that is, we're running out there. If Neto gets on base, he creates havoc. 
he might not be stealing bases, but he just does things where he takes extra bases. He plays the game hard. He he causes a lot of havoc on the bases. So they do need Neto back. And yeah, when he goes, they go. So that's a big one. Um, and then you're going to run into your old friend, Michael Lorenzen. Um, that's going to be an interesting one. Maybe. You know, he was. Uh, I think he pitches there. Maybe. I, I do. I think the 26, it's not far enough. It's it's far enough out where he makes that start. Um, and, and Tucker's, you know, like the new regime wants to wants to new, do some things. They want to bring in some some of their guys, and so yeah, Lorenzen probably gets moved over the next week or two. But I think he's really, uh, how do I say this? I think he's option B for a lot of teams, where like. Option A might be Shohei Otani, or it might be Max Scherzer, or it might be Dylan Cease. It might even be Lucas Giolito or Jack Flaherty. If we miss out on that guy or we find out the asking price is too high, then we can circle back around and get Michael Lorenzen. So I think he is closer to a July 31st deal than a July 25th deal, but you know I could be wrong there. Uh, and then a guy I like a lot, Matt Manning, is going to start. Um, he hasn't pitched too much this year with the injuries and things like that, but still Seth is going to go up against him. That's going to be a fun, fun matchup. I, you know, you guys know I'm a, I'm a still Seth guy. So I, and I really think that still Seth needs to just be left alone, like pick a spot for him and leave him there. If he's going to be in the rotation, leave him in the freaking rotation. If he's going to go to the bullpen, leave him in the bullpen, stop with this back and forth thing. I think personally leave him in the starting rotation until he proves otherwise, but the other thing, Riley Green's back. Uh, he's been playing well for the Tigers. Uh, Torkelson's starting to swing it. Uh, so there are some some things that make this a little bit more interesting series than maybe a month and a half ago when Torkelson wasn't swinging it. Riley Green was hurt. Uh, Javi Baez was good pitching. Yeah, and and that's the other thing. Like Eduardo Rodriguez is healthy, um, Screwball is healthy, even though he's not pitching in the series. Manning is healthy, and you just start going, and it was like even the Renzen was banged up for a little bit. So they they kind of have um, some guys that are just like randomly playing well because they're either journeymen and just getting an opportunity, or they're young and like, hey, you were in AAA, we'll just call you up, and they're playing well. So. The good thing about the Tigers, their bullpen has just been okay. There are certain guys in that pen who have been good, um, but they're also like the majority of that pen has been eh. So just because the Angels get down early or just because the Tigers get a lead does not mean they will hold that lead, depending on how long these guys throw. So that is one good thing about this series is the bullpen favors the angels for sure. I would say the starting rotation favors the tigers and then the offense, you know, it's going to be a coin flip for both sides because they're probably both going to be running out there. Some, some really weird and bad lineups. So interesting. AJ Hinch manages well against the angels too. So that's going to be a, another thing to think about. Um, so yeah, this is going to be inter- uh, a fun tougher series than I think people want to admit. I think a lot of people look at it and go, look, Detroit, Detroit's not that good. They're uh, 46 and 54, so they're going to be a team that we sweep because that's kind of the teams we've been beating this year. And I I think it's a little bit tougher than that with the matchups. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's I always like to, I always like the Tigers, you know, when you bring out a when you draft the way they they have and you made, you know, the acquisitions that they have. 
Um, they're not too far out from being a, a, a contender. I mean, dude, even this, even, even this year, if they rattle off a couple of games, that central is not out of reach. Seven games out of the, it, out of the weird, division. Yeah, as weird as that sounds, all you have to do is rattle off a couple of games. I'm not saying that they're going to be buyers by any means, but no, like, not at all. They're, you, they're, you, they're sellers. All of a sudden you sweep the angels and, and the twins, you know, lose two of three and the Indians lose two or three. It's like, Oh wow. We're five games out. We're, you know, four games out, something like that with, uh, and all of a sudden that you become a buyer <laughs> as weird as that sounds like i don't think they have enough time to get back no, in this thing to buy but so either but angels are eight games it out. takes a series like that it takes a series yeah. like that but same thing angels are eight games out so like if they can win this series and yeah. and texas can can struggle here like now you're now you're five games out of the division six games out of the division and you're only two games out of the wild card yep. or one game out of the wild card so they're they're in the uh, the tough part that I that I hate the most, where you're in this you know teeter totter effect of like, are they actually buyers or are actually sellers? And you have to create a a number in your mind and say, if we are two games back or less, we're buyers. If we're three games back or more, we're sellers. You cannot play the game of we're gonna buy and sell. You can't play the game if we're going to stand pat and hope these injured guys come back because we've seen that come back to bite them as well. So that's that's what this week is really going to be about, finding out for sure, are we buyers, are we sellers? Um, Lucas Giolito, Tim Anderson make some sense in a combo pack. Um, they've got Graveman and Joe Kelly there. Like there, there are some pieces to be had, especially, you know, Chicago, uh, being one of them, the Cubs are like the White Sox and Cubs. Both are probably going to be selling. Um, and, and also, when you look at the Angels farm system, this was just brought up to me. Um, is there anybody that you'd be like, yeah, I don't want to trade this guy? Like, there's if, one, maybe if two you're guys. counting Logan O'Hoppy and Chase Silseth, those are probably the two guys that you're not wanting to move. I don't want to move Silseth just because yeah. he's a starting pitcher and like he actually has proven he can start a little bit more than some of these other guys, because I, if you, I'd say you start guys like in, Nelson Rada, Denzer Guzman, but even yeah, though guys, it's like for, for the, the right, right price, I'm moving those guys. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not moving Nelson Rada or, or Denzer Guzman for, for a Michael Lorenzen type of rental piece. But like, if it's, if it's a Lucas Giulio, Jack Flaherty rental piece, and it gets me in the postseason and a guy who can start game one or, or actually game two of the postseason, like, yeah, let's do it. So, those are the type of rental pieces I'm looking for. I'm not looking for uh, a Seth Lugo type of guy. And and great transition here into our last topic, which is rental pieces. And I don't think we can go a, a podcast at the moment. Um, I don't think a lot of people can go a day at the moment without talking about a possible Shohei Otani trade. We uh, we we actually got an article written up uh, on TalkingHalos.com, if you haven't um, seen it already. With uh, about nine acquis, nine possible trades that the Angels could make that you know make a lot of sense. I think after having some conversations with some people, I think that we kind of almost undershot it in a sense. Um, but that is why a Shohei Otani trade is so difficult. It, it's it's and I'm going to throw around a big word here. It's very hard to quantify. A that's the word of the day, a a Shohei Otani trade for many aspects. And we're going to try our best to do it here um, right now for you guys. The the biggest reason is you get Shohei Otani, the hitter, 
which you got to take that in. You take you get Shohei Otani, the pitcher. You got to take that into effect. Nate, you would be mad if I didn't say this. You get the opportunity to talk with him before anybody else. And then I'd you be have, mad. You have, a fr- you have a free two months to sell him to try to on staying. Exactly. And you're going to get the ten day or the seven day window after the World Series to sign him when nobody else can talk to him. So you could technically wrap this up before even getting in a bidding war with the Dodgers or the Mets. Plus, 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 think about all the revenue that you bring in with Shohei Otani. The Yankees already the Yankees already know what you're talking about. Because oh, the Yankees yeah. do they sell Shohei Otani road jerseys. And those things sell out on Friday night of a Friday, Saturday, Sunday series. So I already know there are teams that that have seen that and are they they can't imagine what it would be like to to acquire someone like this. But yeah, it it's it's gonna be tough to to see. And I think you're gonna have some desperate teams. I think you and I have talked about this. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um and not not gonna throw around any current names right now. Um, I'm sure down the road we'll we'll probably throw out some names. Um, but right now, the best way to quantify it is find a pitcher that was traded at the deadline in the past, right? Find a hitter that was traded in the past that had, you know, that was a rental that had two years of control that's very similar to Otani. I think we kind of found it. I think it's close. Two months of control. Two months of control. I, I think we kind of found that. So you look back at it and and I think Shohei Otani, the pitcher. Very similar to the CC Sabathia to the Brewers. He was one of the most. He was one of the most dominant pitchers in baseball at that time. Absolutely. You look at what the Brewers got back, and that's Rob Bryson, Zach Johnson, Jack, Zach Jackson, Matt Laporta, Michael Brantley. Um, Matt Laporta was actually the big piece in that trade. Just couldn't stay healthy. Um, when you look at the offensive side of things, the only trade that kind of really made sense. Um, I had somebody bring up a a JD Martinez type trade um, mm-hmm. when he when he went. Manny Machado going to the Dodgers. I think that's one of the trades in the past that makes a lot of sense. And it, that that brought back um, Yasnail Diaz, Dean Kramer, Rylan Brannon, uh, Bravik, Valera, <laughs> and Zach Pop. Um, when you look at those two trades, the big names, of course, Matt Laporta and Yasnail uh, Diaz didn't turn out to be much, which probably scares a lot of people um, in, in that aspect. And I totally understand why. Big names were Michael Brantley and and Dean Kramer on that side of stuff. So again, like you, you just don't Zach know. Pop, which, is he, Zach Pop, Pop has even been good as well. Like, yeah, Baltimore got some pieces that helped them with their rebuild. Yeah, and that's the one thing that that's different. The the little bit of a difference between Baltimore and the Angels. Baltimore was in a full fledged rebuild. This is when they really started their tanking. Yeah. Um, Cleveland kind of operating the way that they normally operate where it's like, yes, we're kind of in this thing, but we're not in this thing. So we will, we're not in a full pledge rebuild where we have to get, you know, 17, 18 year old kids. We'll take the 22, 23 year old kids that aren't going to cost us anything and are going to help us a year from now. So I do like the CC Sabathia trade. I know you and I talked about the Machado trade. That's the one thing with Baltimore though, is like, they were just going for, give me six dudes, and hopefully one or two of these guys fit our timeline with our rebuild. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The one thing, however, that we did not put into factor here, and I think this is actually a 
a game changer in a Shohei Otani type trade is that I think somebody would have to pay the Angels money. From a business perspective, Nate, we've talked about this a lot. Just to kind of like overthrow what Shohei Otani is bringing to the organization money-wise. Like, could you imagine, and that reported today by John Morosi, if, um, you know, let, let's say the O's decided Jackson Holiday and two other pieces, two pitching prospects, nothing nothing too crazy on that side of stuff. But, you know, Jackson Holiday, two other pitching prospects, plus $25 million to be like, here's here you go, Artie, here's $25 million as well. I think that makes everybody happy. As weird as that sounds, I don't know. I, I don't know if that like is a possible, you know, answer. And and we're not going to be Skip Bayless over here and throwing draft picks. But um, it wasn't that Skip. Well, who was it? That was Skip. It was Colin. Oh, Colin Cowherd. Same thing. Um, r- regardless, I, I I think that that would actually push Artie, who loves money, um, to be like, okay, like I'm getting twenty five million dollars back. With everything else I've made from Shohei Otani, you know, I don't think that like is the answer, but I think that that's like as crazy as that sounds and how almost impossible it is to quantify a Shohei Otani trade and why at the end of the day, a Shohei Otani trade probably isn't going to happen um, just because it nothing is going to make sense to anybody. And if a trade does happen, it's going to absolutely blow everybody out of the water. Um, or it's going to be like, oh, you only got that for Shohei Otani. It's it's going to be that that that's the huge issue with everything is, um, it's one side or another side. There's not a perfect trade. Someone's going to have to blow you out of the water. Jackson Holiday, um, Jordan Lawler, it's a top five prospect type of guy. Um, or plus like, more, or or like five or six guys like you know the Mariners or Yankees yep. might have to do, yep. or Dodgers. So it, it just I I just. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I, I know, you know, we've, we've made a lot, we've pushed a lot for a Shohei Otani type trade, but I, it's, it's so, I just don't see it happening. So you're going to get the pup on TV here. He's, he needs some, he needs some airtime here. So go ahead, take it away. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do, I, I'm in that same boat where it's, it's going to be hard to, uh, it's going to be hard to get this thing done. But I think, that if you lose, if you lose to Toronto, especially if you you lose two out of three or, or get swept, and don't sweep Detroit, you're gonna have to find something that works because we cannot go through another uh, trade deadline of not trading anyone. And like, does Renfro get traded if the Angels lose two out of three to Detroit? Does Renfro get traded before the Blue Jays series? Or does Matt Moore get traded before the Blue Jays series and you really start to see things? So that those are the things that are really going to start to come up. And do we even need Hunter Renfro is another question that, that could be answered because of the way that uh, some of the guys have played lately. So I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a fun week. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. So. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. Re- regardless, it's it's fun that we're actually talking about the Angels being competitive because um, it's not it hasn't happened a lot in the past. Um, where the Angels have been in a spot that, you know, we, we're talking about possibly buying. So it's still a lot of fun um, to see where the Angels are. And it'll be a, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens. This is, this is going to be a fun week of baseball, um, and I'm, I'm excited for it. So, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos. Again, um, drop a comment in the comment section down below. If you're you're watching us on YouTube, let us know uh, what you think of the podcast. You can follow myself on Twitter at Jared underscore Tim's, Nate at NateGreen34. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day.